You are listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. We find little nuggets, treasures, valuable pieces of gold in the Joe Rogan Experience Podcast and pass them on to you, perhaps expand a little bit. We are not associated with Joe Rogan in any way. Think of us as the talking dead to Joe's walking dead. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Universe Podcast. What a bizarre thing we've created. Now with your hosts, Adam Thorne and Garrett Hess. This might either be the worst podcast or the best one of all time. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Ah, my sound levels are all messed up as usual. Joined, uh, as always, by my buddy Garrett. How you doing, bud? What is up, guys? How we doing? Good week. Yeah, good week of podcasting, for sure. Um, Anytime Elon Musk is on, I'm pumped. What a stud. Like... Right, and have you noticed on Rogan's podcast, like kind of how he's changed a little bit? Like he's kind of changed. He was just so nervous that very oh, first yeah. time he came on. He's definitely loosened and now up quite it's, a bit. Yeah, it just seems it just seems like a different version. I mean, obviously he's like friends with Joe now. They hang out. Like he's probably more comfortable with the platform, but. He was getting loose, man. He was almost getting silly. Yeah. Doing some silly stuff. <laughs> He's like snapping his fingers and stuff. He's kind of funny. Right. <laughs> what was he talking about? The... He's not quite. Go on. Hey, when he was talking about the virtual reality, I thought that was hilarious when they were talking about like when Rogan was, I can't remember what he said, something about a Huawei phone and you just press a button and you come. I was like, I that's going to be a fucking weird time if it comes to that point. Dude, that's going to be a dangerous app to download for sure. <laughs> People, I mean, he talked about that girl, like, he's made reference to it before, but that girl, like, getting calluses on her hand and, like, freaking out whenever they give her the v, the v, VR situation. Yeah, right. It's like, I mean, it doesn't seem like that's not coming. You know what I mean? That's the craziest thing. Literally coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, metaphorically and literally, right? Um, yeah, you would just wear yourself out. You'd be like, <laughs> forget dating apps. Yeah, right. I'm just going to put this on auto push button. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't really want to comment on that. It's scary to think about that because I wonder how many people's relationships are actually tarnished just because of like porn, let alone fucking orgasms and coming. But like, right. Well, like, well let's get into talking about Neuralink. Yeah, right. Um, which since the beginning, I've been so fascinated by, but also like terrified of it. Yeah. It's, it's uh, like, what? What kind of things are you going to be able to kind of hack through there? Obviously, he's going to put limits on it to start right. with because you can't just be like changing everything in your system. Yeah. But I mean, assuming that your brain is like sending out all the messages across your body. Right. I mean, you I mean, you just be jacking everything up. It'd be like a video game. You just like testosterone 10. Right. Uh I'll take I'll take <laughs> dopamine ten, just serotonin put, ten. Put me at ninety nine. Like coked everything. out of your mind all day. Right. Why wouldn't you? I mean, you want to feel invigorated, but yeah, like it's Seems wild. like a slippery slope, man. Yeah, that's what I was I was literally when you were just saying that, I just like the the image that came into my mind was like a huge waterfall and we're just like going down the river and I can see the waterfall at the end and it's just like, oh, there's the fucking dip off the side. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, it it had basically become like the new drug. Right. I mean, you know, forget the drugs that are out there. Like, we're always looking to get high and, like, manipulate our state of consciousness. Right. And if now you can do it with an app, 
it's going to have a lot of its own problems for sure. Yeah, what are going to be the positives? <laughs> we always we, well, we, I mean, we, yeah, well, but he's saying you know you can like for people that are paraplegics, you might be able to get them walking again. Yeah. Like maybe people that have vision problems, you get them sick. I mean, there's going to be a lot of really good medical applications. I'm sure they're going to dive into first, right? But then, like anything, it's been you know this is how. A lot of, I mean, definitely how like MDMA and certain drugs were created anyway. They were created uh, for like medical purposes. Right. And then eventually turned into raves. So it's probably followed the I, same lines. I got to imagine that Neuralink will just uh, align with the like, I don't want to sound pessimistic, but it almost seems like the controlling aspect too. Like they'll know even more about you. And it almost seems like you, you've seen Minority Report, yeah? Uh-huh, yeah. I mean, how far until the, how how far out is that? Cuz that seems like that could be a very reasonable possibility. Like if they could foresee you doing stuff and like they could see the foreseeable future, it's like where do you draw the line? Yeah, that would be so messed up. Imagine if just a thought, like a bad thought became right. a crime. You're <laughs> like, "You know what? <laughs> I, I mean, fucking want to punch Gavin Newsom in the face, and they're like, "You're under arrest fucking for thinking heli- about punching." A helicopter shows up at your house, ready to fucking take you down. <laughs> like, what? I mean, we're a long way off, so let's right. not let's not freak out yet. Right. But, but there's going to be pushback, you know. And I mean, in a way, that's what Elon deals with all the time. Right. I mean, when he first made his electric cars, same thing. This won't work. It's going to run out of power. That's stupid idea. You won't be able to drive it far. Right. And now they're like the dopest cars on the road by far. Right. Can you look, believe he was talking about the roadster might be at a hover? Yeah. I'm he's like, like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, at least the meter. And I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I, yeah. liked, I liked how he broke down. Maybe I'm just a simple-minded guy, and I couldn't figure out why you wouldn't want to go longer as far as, like, the mileage. Because 300 miles on the Tesla sounds, I mean, to me, I've driven cross-country, and I know you've done long-distance journeys. So 300 miles, to me, doesn't seem like a super long amount. But I guess on a tank of gas, that's a pretty solid amount. And then he's like, well, how much do you really want as far as like, because then you have to start carrying the extra battery pack. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's why you don't need to have a thousand mile tank, because then you'd have like an extra 500 pound battery pack in your freaking car. And it's like, what's the point? You know, it seems like the limiting factor is more about like, you know, gas, those charging places are not. Uh, as accessible as gas right, stations, right? Right. right? Not, so you can get, you'll get down to the red mm-hmm. on, on, in your car, no problem, because you know that there's a gas station around, right? And I guess those those Teslas do kind of say, "Hey, you're running out. You need to go over here now," right? And you know, so I guess it's just like getting used to it. Right. But I mean, wasn't he talking about making ones that go over 400 miles? Yeah, that's. What, I mean, that's what he was ones? talking about in the future because that's what Joe was referencing too. Is this like when, when is it going to be able to go longer? And just what you had just referenced that that they're not as accessible. So it's like you, I, I got to imagine in those Teslas too. I think that's the case is that they provide you with stops and options because they know that that's the case. But it seems like they've kind of worked out the vast majority of the kinks, but. I think what you said, they're not going to have like a charging station in some rural town in Alabama or something, you know? Right. Well, it's like anything, right? They always say don't buy first generation products because they don't have the kinks out, you know, like the first iPod or the first iPhone. I mean, shit's not going to work. They got to figure it out. And Tesla's been around now, you know, I mean, if you're looking to buy one, like if you're a young guy and you're just like, yeah, I'm starting to make some money, probably in the next four or five years. 
I'm going to have enough to get a Tesla. I mean, dude, imagine where they're going to be by then. Right. You're going to be flying all over the place, time it's, traveling. Dude, doesn't, do doesn't, the like the, doesn't the last 10, 15 years feel like, I mean, I guess every generation probably says this, but it seems like so, like, it seems like Tesla just came out. You know what I mean? Like, still to me, it seems like all this stuff is still way brand new, but it's all been around for like 10 years, 15 years now. I don't know if it's just been a blur. Yeah, well, we, we just didn't see many Teslas. And now it's like, you don't go a day without seeing them. Right, right. You know, they they just kind of everywhere. I mean, they're crushing it. I'm excited to see that. I mean, hey, they have to be. That's how you make the richest man in the world. Right. Absolutely. Those trucks look friggin'. At first, I was a hater just because they look so boxy, but I wouldn't mind fucking bombing down the road in one of those trucks. Oh, the the pointy one, yeah. the bulletproof thing. <laughs> did you hear what right. he's? Did you hear what he's saying about the rocket too? He's like, we. He's like, I. I can't remember what the reference was, but he's like, we have to make it pointy because of Borat. Yeah, that's right. That was hilarious. You know, it is pretty dope that he is the wealthiest guy in the world. And we always kind of think about it. Like, there's a lot of conspiracies around those types of dudes. You know, they a lot of talk about them, you know, not giving a shit about regular people. And he seems it's kind of easy to demonize the money they've made. Yeah. But, like, he seems really freaking down to earth and yeah. quite funny. I think Rogan's like, show might have, uh, might have like been an avenue for him to become more of like a, a people's champ kind of situation like i think that it's given him more of a platform <clears throat> even though there's only been i think only one other time or two other times he's been on the show i feel like you've seen him in pictures with joe at comedy shows too you can just tell that he's kind of like i think joe's influence on him and maybe his circle is kind of just like loosen the reins a little bit up on elon like watching him drink that little whiskey on <laughs> he looks a little awkward right. after he drink but it's still a good thing it's like all right man you can you, you figured out that you i mean even with lex too you know what i mean like the the platform just allows people to be like ah oh, all right i mean even though that yeah has it kind of it kind of humanizes them a little bit more i mean you know when you hear somebody as smart as him or right. lex you, you know, you do kind of feel like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's <laughs> a smart guy. I don't know how I'd hold a conversation with him. But then they then they get funny and goofy and relax. And, and Joe definitely brings that out of them. Right. And it's a it's a more fun way to be. You know, it's it's just like it's more relatable. Absolutely. And that's definitely what he's becoming on on these podcasts. Totally. And, you know, why even bother advertising on the Super Bowl with a Tesla commercial? Right. And you can just go on Rogan and talk about all this cool shit for three hours. Absolutely. It's I, uh, definitely changing that. I have a question I want. This is a segue from the Elon situation, but I've, I've made reference to like, uh, I'm curious to how the platform like relates back. I, I always think about Newsom and you think about how much Joe talks about Newsom on, and I mean, obviously him and Elon. It's <laughs> Just like giving him shit constantly. Yeah, does that like get back to Gavin Newsom? Because I've talked to some people and they're like, do you think Gavin Newsom cares what Joe Rogan says? And I'm like, I kind of think he does because I mean, given the platform, I mean, Rogan has more followers than probably, I mean, the amount of people watching CNN and Fox are not the same numbers. So it's like, if I'm a politician or I'm somebody in power, I'm probably curious as to what platforms are talking about me and how they're doing it. I'm sure somebody in his in his office is like, hey, check this out. Like, Otherwise, it's like, what are you getting paid for? Like, I imagine the news has yeah, to Yeah, dude, get- 100%. And, and, and if he's not paying attention to it... <laughs> he's an idiot. Then right? that just speaks to his... Exactly. Right. It just speaks to his out-of-touch 
mentality. If he's only looking at like the New York Times right. and he's like, oh, good, no bad headlines about me today. I'm like, dude, <laughs> me- I'm telling you, 15 million people just downloaded a podcast right, right. that was ripping you to just pieces. Destroy- Meanwhile, Elon Musk is moving out of your state. Joe Rogan is moving out of your state. Everybody that's bringing finances into your state is all like just being is all moving and they're telling everybody else to move. It's like, Jesus, what, <laughs> what is going on here? Mm, yeah, a hundred percent. Well, look, if they're not paying attention now, they're gonna, Absolutely. I think it's just probably difficult in a lot of ways for them to keep up with the changes. Right. You know, it's the power of these platforms right. and people are really starting to pay attention to it, which to be honest, they should have been years ago. Right. I mean, I don't know how you missed it. Like I, I knew, I remember listening to Rogan in 2010 in Chicago when I was in, in school, Loyola, walking through the snow, freezing. I had like this trio phone that had like a little pen on, (laughs) you know, like it was not, it was like semi smartphone before smartphones. And it had this app that you could download podcasts. And I was like, what the fuck is a podcast? And there were only like five and Rogan's was one of them. And I had heard of him from the ufc and i'm like oh check this out and i remember being stunned by what was discussed right like it wasn't even the content it was just the way it was being talked about i was like i've never heard a show like this right i've never heard anything like this like this is gonna be just something incredible right and it took my dumb ass like i don't know five six years (laughs) before i started the podcast to talk about it right but I mean, I had to see it changing too. And when it started to get really big, I was like, well, I, I want to try and figure out what the fuck this is all about. Right. And now, of course, it's completely undeniable. 100%. I mean, I don't think I don't think anyone's even close to his numbers online no. for I mean, the biggest show in the world. And ultimately, what's better than hanging out with your friends discussing topics that influence yours and your loved one's lives, ultimately? Like, what could possibly be better? You know what I mean? <clears throat> I'm trying to come up with some solutions yeah. in the meantime. Yeah, for sure. Like there doesn't. Yeah, for it, sure. It doesn't seem like a better occupation slash hobby slash just therapeutic. I mean, we've talked about <laughs> yeah, it, right? It, it's like I mean? therapeutic for pretty much everyone, is what it <laughs> right. seems like, especially Joe. Yeah, for sure. Hey, did you know that that car that he fired into space was his car from his garage? I didn't know that till he said it, but I I found that very entertaining. <laughs> He's like, "Yeah, my car is just up there in orbit." Well, he's like, I'm on the phone in my garage and talking to one of the engineers. And they're like, what should we put on the on the thing? What should the payload be? And he's like, I don't want to put concrete. And he's like, that's boring. And he's looking around and he just looks at his car. Like, how absolutely baller do you need to be? I was about to say. To just look at your car and be like, I'm going to just fire that into orbit around Mars. Right. I, I got to imagine he doesn't look at any material thing as like it's I, I don't know maybe I'm being presumptuous but it seems like he could just look at literally anything and be like man throw that out throw that aircraft carrier up in space what's that a billion I don't know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know let's see what happens he's like we just we just send that into space <laughs> let's go that aircraft carrier <laughs> stupid toss it up he like looks at his neighbor's lawn and it's like all messed up and he's like yeah I'm just gonna gonna throw his lawnmower into space I'm not using it. <laughs> they're like elon where's my lawnmower it's around mars feel yeah. free to get yeah, it go grab if it. you happen to have rockets like i do i i want to make comment on his like communication patterns too like i don't know this was like resonated with me it's so 
I got to imagine, I, I'm sure he gets banter and questions all over the place all day long, but hearing him like just communicate in general, there's only been a handful of people that I've ever ran into personally that have a similar, similar communication pattern where it's like, he really absorbs everything that like, well, obviously Rogan's kind of the only reference that I have to that, but like Rogan, will ask him a question and he'll sit there for like five, 10, 15 seconds. And you're like, does he not know the answer to this? And it's like, no. He's just going through the files in his head and referencing all the files and then putting together the most like concrete, conducive statement to what he just said and trying to give him the best answer. So often it seems like people are just like waiting for their turn to talk, like not even really absorbing what the other person is saying. But Elon really takes the time to just be like, all right, now let me go ahead and give you my sentence back to what you just said. Oh, for sure. It's like we ha- we even have to practice that all the time on the podcast because right. we we're not sat face to face. Yeah. So you're talking. I don't know when you'll finish. I think that your people don't like silence. Right. They think it's uncomfortable, and it probably is way more beneficial to take a little bit of time to think about what you're going to say before you blurt out some bullshit. I know I could practice that. A bit it's more. same, same. I mean, in all aspects of life too. I mean, what, what, how, how influential would that be in people's like human relationships with like significant others? Like if you just took five, 10 seconds to respond as, as opposed to just fucking firing back, probably save a lot of divorces <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> just one thing that I wanted to finish up with, it was like a thought that I had. It's like, they were talking about like, uh, you know, just kind of end of the world stuff. Right. And that, that's kind of, that's kind of, uh, Elon's motivation, I guess, right. for like wanting to get to Mars so the human race can continue. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, it's like, imagine if, uh, imagine if like an asteroid or whatever is coming and is gonna blow up the earth and they like, who's the dude that's gonna make a spaceship that can take, just a few humans with him. It's going to be Elon. Right. And Joe has guaranteed a seat on that <laughs> shit. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know what your few seats mean, but I'm sure Joe wouldn't leave his family. Well, but... he can't take too many people. Right. It's not like he can take a million people with him. Have you I mean, have you read Elon's book? spaceship going to be? Have you read Elon's book? He has books. I didn't even know he had books. Yeah, he has a. I, I think it's just a biography, but I listened to it on my cross country trip. He's got quite the story, man. Like from grade school, he used to just go to the library and sit in the library and read books every day after school while everybody was doing whatever they were doing. Like that's where his parents would find him, just like nestled in the back, like hallways of the friggin' library, just reading books all day, every day. And it's like, ah. Oh. Makes sense. Well, huge nerd, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, you, you, we can't throw that past them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? If you throw in massive intellect with incredible work ethic, right? I mean, probably his understanding of all things, yeah. or so many things, was immense. He's, and, a, he's like a mind, you know, mind What did he get into builder. PayPal first? Yeah, right. He understood money, made a lot of money, and then once he has all that money, he could do all the shit that he really gave a shit about, which right. is spaceships yeah and fucking dope ass cars he said planes are next uh he kind of he, he, i don't know he wasn't really committing to that i was interested like the idea of he, it but well he goes he goes first cars then trucks and then planes but joe was like i i didn't think of that like you think about the driving experience that's changed with tesla and the i mean just did uh, like Think about Ford Raptor trucks, like the innovations that have come from different vehicles. But like as far as the planes go, 
Joe was like, it's been basically the same experience for the past 20, 30 years. And it's like, that's totally true. It's like, maybe the seats yeah. are maybe the uh, seats Other than Wi Fi, I think it's got shittier, to be honest. Right. The seats might be a little nicer in first class, but I mean, I don't, yeah, it just seems, especially, especially traveling nowadays, it's like the. Yeah. I don't know if you Well, who a gives plane. a shit about that? How many times you sat in first class? Zero. I mean, I don't give a shit what this <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm they, like, never. They look cool when you're walking by them, is all I'm saying. <laughs> 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 I'm observing, all right? I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> all right, let's, uh, let's take a quick break and let's jump over to Francis um, Ngannou. You want to do that? And, uh, man, what a journey that guy had. This podcast is brought to you by TurboDebt. Now, I've talked a lot about how in debt I got because of COVID and having to move. And TurboDebt have been a great help. And that's why, honestly, I'm, I'm proud to have them as a sponsor. And I want to pass this information on to you. Do you ever feel like no matter how hard you work, you just can't seem to get ahead? If you look back in the past few years, have you ever had some money in your account but only enough just to pay your bills. That's not really the American dream that we all hope for, right guys? We know times are tough right now and a lot of people have racked up all sorts of debt, whether it's credit cards, consolidation loans, store cards, even those payday loans that have freaking interest rates over 100%. We know life's been tough, but the good news is turbo debt really is here to help. Think about how much you pay each month to credit cards versus going into your savings account. If you're paying 500 a month or what is that like 6000 a year in just 5 years you would have 30 grand in cash in your bank if you didn't have to make these high interest rates. Well, if you owe over 10 grand in credit card debts or personal loans, medical or payday loans, they can help. Go to www.turbodebt.com/rogan and rogan is all caps. Oh boy. What a humble giant, huh? Dude, well, first off, I'm a huge fan. Right. For sure. Um, he, a huge fan of him as a fighter, but a huge fan, e- even bigger fan after hearing him talk about his journey. Oh, man. Like, I just can like, it just was impossible to understand how fucking grueling that must have been for him. <laughs> Don't you hear those stories and you're like, I don't want to sound so trivial, but like my fucking towel fell off the hook when I got out of the shower. And then you hear like a story like that and you're just like, who in the fuck am I? Like, <laughs> Dude, compared to compared to people that do that stuff, we are about as soft as it gets. Oh my God. They probably look like, at us like babies. So sad. They're like, what are you complaining about? Right. I, Have you ever been walked out to the desert to die? <laughs> right. I'm like, well, my air conditioning broke once. Yeah, I was going to really hard. I will say a new practice. This is small and very small, but I, Francis kind of influenced this after listening to that. It's just a small thing, but even when I'm taking a nice hot shower, I turn it on freezing cold for like 30 seconds, just as a simple reminder of you have running water in cold or hot. You should just be fortunate for it, you know. Yeah, it's like the problems that we have. We have to like orchestrate ourselves <laughs> just to right. Try not to feel so soft all the time. Absolutely. It's, uh, he entered the UFC after only, I remember when he first came around, he'd, he'd only been training for two years before he started fighting in the UFC. And that, that is like truly remarkable. That's just true. So already I knew that this person was, was like 
beyond regular right. for even that level. And and if you look at his career, like he's he's been smashing people left and right. He's had a few fights here and there that didn't go his way. Right. And but at the same time, I mean, you have to think he's he's really just so new right. to it. Then now he finally has this title show. Like he just seemed to have that kind of mindset. It's like, yeah, I've I know what adversity is. That won't beat me. Right. You know? And you hear that from a lot of fighters. Like they take a loss and they're never really the same. Or they take a few losses and they just cannot get back. And and there are those real winners out there that just in a, in many ways grow from their losses. Right. Like Connor's kind of shown some of that. Like he lost to Nate Diaz and really came back right. and and did some excellent work. I mean, those sorts of champions are they're the ones that are able to kind of get over it. So, you know, so, I mean, I'm super pumped for his fight that's coming up. Yeah. And I think once he gets on top, I don't know. Him versus John Jones is about as exciting as anything oh, I've man. ever heard of in my life. That sounds amazing. <laughs> that would be yeah. that would be epic. I'm not even I mean I'm And terrifying. Like yeah. there's actual explosions in the ring after they punch each other. The head just pops right off. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, weren't you saying? I don't know. You said Angano's was the hardest punch that's ever been recorded. As far as I know, yeah, there's a machine that actually Rogan has it and can kick the shit out of it. Is but that the yeah? Angano can punch it, and he can punch it, and I think his reading was like 142, whatever that means. I don't know what the units are, but that's not the and it, yeah. You're not talking about like the bar game where you punch the thing, are you? No, oh, no, okay, no, okay. no. But it does something similar. Okay, it's okay. like a legit pad right. for like actual, you know, gotcha. professional striking. Fe- feels the pressure, and it and it takes a reading based on the force that hits it. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, yeah, Ngannou can. I think I'm pretty sure he has the world record for it. That's crazy. And then after what he did to Alistair Overeem's head when he just uppercutted him to death, <laughs> I mean, it's clear that yeah, he can do he can do some unbelievable things but i mean he started off working in the freaking sand mines right that's you know fighting hungry with nothing yeah working all day not getting paid forever trying to i mean just some of the stories i mean his journey from africa to france thank god that podcast was as long as it was because there was just so much detail that he had to put in there. Right. It was exhausting listening to in this, in this, not really, right. but you know I, what I, I mean? Know, it was like, just like just trying to imagine what that must've been like. One You're thing like, after the next. God. Yeah. Dude. Pressure makes diamonds. And <laughs> well, yeah. How he, the boat stories were really Ugh. rough, how they would catch him. They're exhausted. They'd rest him, drive him out to the desert. I guess hope that they just die or whatever they were doing. Right. And then they just have to walk all night. It's crazy. And then get right back to it. Yeah. And then living hell. It, it <laughs> sounds like. Yeah. It. Basically. And this whole time, like what kept him going? That's what I wish I knew. I mean, it, it seemed to come down to just that idea that he's like, I'm going to get out. Right. And I'm going to be a fighter. Like, even though everyone's telling him he's crazy, which you know, I don't blame him because people are probably dying left and right trying to do this. Right. He just, like, how resilient that man is. It's really fucking inspiring. It speaks to his character. It speaks to his, his UFC career. It speaks to everything. I mean, it's how he does one thing is how he does everything. It's kind of, and 
I, it just seems like that. That's definitely his mo for sure. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's related he, to even success. down to that story when he finally made it to France, and that uh, one trainer gave him some money so he could train. He didn't have a mouth guard, and he didn't even care. He was just so happy that he got that far. <laughs> right. I mean, imagine what that feeling must oh be like. Oh my god, I can't imagine. His English got so good. I mean, too. I yeah, I mean, I immigrated <laughs> to this country, but. Dude, my journey was like one percent as difficult as his, <laughs> right. and it still sucked. Right, and I, you know, just how he was able to continue and and keep going each step of the way. I mean, like being homeless. What was he saying? He was sleeping in like a a parking garage yeah. for a while. Oh, that's rough. I mean, it's got to make everything he's got right now that much sweeter, you know. But yes, that's a, that's a good yeah, one. it has to. Imagine just how strong his mind must be. Yeah, that's the biggest. That's got to like, be. What does that? What does that do to a person to do that? And then he's the boat captain, and he said he couldn't even swim. Right. Like what? <laughs> Sink or swim, bud. That's the deal, right? It's crazy. Yeah. I think you, I. I don't know what image just came into my head, but you think about like I'm. I'm. I'm kind of related back to the Tesla thing. Like, what if your Tesla broke down in the middle of the desert? If you're Francis Ngannou, you're like, this is fucking dust. I'll figure this out, no problem. But for anybody else, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh my god. He's like, I'll walk it. He's like, I'll, <laughs> I'll figure it out. I'll fucking fly on a condor if I have to. I mean, you do have to think about that because he's already talking about like setting up gyms back home, and you know, it's not like he's just flown off the off the reservation right. by buying, you know, Humvees and jetpacks and yeah. spending all his money, you know, getting gold stuff. I mean, you know, he's already thinking of giving back. He's already thinking of helping others. That's got to like, be so much more uh, valuable and just. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I'm thinking well, about the... Mo- keep it, it keeps him grounded, it yeah. keeps him focused. Like, I, he knows he has a lot of work to do. If you fall you off know, the, still, to get on top. you fall off the ego side, that has a tendency of just taking you down a bad path, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know he's bought some cool shit, oh, though. That sure. must feel great for him to yeah. be able to just be like... I'll take Go it. into any store and get whatever he wants. Don't look at like, it. Imagine coming from that, like the the range that he's faced right. with poverty. Oh my god! From like barely able to feed yourself and not having a pencil for school, <laughs> right? To like basically getting, you know, anything. I'm you sure, you can buy pretty much whatever he wants right. these days. You want for you don't look at the price tags anymore. I don't think. Well, I mean, he's in a heavyweight fight, and the the fight. Uh, pay has gone up a lot. I mean, I'm sure if he wins that, like, I don't know what they're paying actually now, right. but it's it's got a it's a decent salary right. for sure. Right, it, it's freaking up there. I don't know, man. I'm I'm pumped for the, his fight. I can't wait to watch it. Thinking of him fighting Jones and just hearing this backstory is is enough for me to be a big fan of. Like what he is, I agree. you know what I mean, and that—that's really one of the best things about uh, getting a chance to listen to these fighters and their journey and what it takes Absolutely. to do it. Because oftentimes you just go to the bar, you're drinking, you watch somebody brawl in the cage, and that's the end of it. Yep. You don't know who they are. Yeah, exactly. What brought them there? What they're made of? Right. And where they came from? Yeah, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. Right. Let's move on to Michael Malice uh, podcast sixteen oh eight. So he is, uh, his podcast is called Gas Digital Network Podcast. Right. Uh, I've listened to a, a few of those. He's pretty funny. Um, I love that him and Lex Friedman are good friends. And Lex has a lot of funny shit to say about Michael Malice. What is his backstory? Like, I, didn't, uh, I didn't read his like bio. What was his backstory? 
Well, he's like like a political commentary guy, oh, okay. basically. Oh, okay, that sounds. And familiar. just interviews a lot of interesting people. He has some really extreme ideas about things, which, uh, from what I can tell, seem to be a little bit misunderstood. Right. But also slightly wacky. I think he likes to just upset people. Yeah, I got that vibe. In, in some way, yeah, he loves to troll and uh, likes to. He made reference to. to he people. made. He, I liked it that Joe kind of called him out on that too. Like, well, they showed him the Tom Segura thing, and he thought that was like hilarious. And I was like, uh, I mean, you could. I, I did. You've obviously seen that video where Tom snaps his arm. It's like if you've ever been in pain before. Oh, you're, dude, if you've ever been gross. in pain, it's hard to be like, oh, that's funny. Like, I, I don't know. I'm not criticizing him for laughing at that because you can find some humor in some dumb shit. And I like watching a kid get hit in the head with a baseball bat on accident from time to time. But like, <laughs> he, he did seem to enjoy that. But a he like bit loved it. Much. And I was like, oh, that seems a little interesting. That you... and he was like talking about troll, like talking about trolling, like how much he enjoyed it. And Joe was just like, yeah, that's not for me. He's like, I don't, I don't see the benefit in that whatsoever. He's like, you don't? And he's like, no. And I'm like, I don't really either, dude. Like, why are you wasting your time on dumb shit? Like, I don't know. Yeah, well, and but if you if you hear the podcast, like Michael seems to like to get one over on people, right? You know, like either come across as smarter or just kind of give you some shit. Yeah, that's that was not working with Joe. No, like no, no. whether Joe likes to troll or not, he definitely is capable of doing it. Yeah, obviously, like he will shut you down real fast. Right? He's like, no, that doesn't make sense, and he's like, huh? Well, you don't see it. And he's like, no, I, not for me, bud. Not for me. And I'm like, I appreciate that because it's like. People need to hear that because I think people are so quick. Again, it goes back to the communication, like just processes. It's like if you if you find that to be a benefit to you, or you find some like solace in that, that's a something you need to kind of rectify. I, I for for me, because I don't want to find any peace in like trying to put somebody else down. That just doesn't seem like it just doesn't seem like a goal that you should set out to have. And I don't know Michael Mouse, I, 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 but it, I did come across for uh, for me that way a little bit. I think it's just part of his his uh, kind of shtick strategy, right. and it's it's what he yeah it's his stick. It's it's like what he's made online of himself. Right. So it's stick, like part of, to of who he is, how he expresses himself, how he's got his yeah. audience. I get it. Yeah, you know, you need people like that too, just to bust some balls. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> well, I personally do. I don't need them in my circle, but I hear what you're saying. All right, well, don't call him that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He, he was, I mean, he was well-spoken. He's a funny guy. I'm sure he's smart. I just, that when, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a smart guy. I'll give him that, but yeah, he could get annoying. Right. I would imagine. He could rub you the wrong way. Right. And then he's a little guy, so you don't want to smack him. <laughs> right. Because you feel bad. Right. He opened up a lot with the corona control, like like how it's really fucking with everyone and how it's a major problem. I know we hear a lot about it, but I don't think that people, I don't know. I don't feel like people put it together in the same way. Like it's, it's, it's almost like an excuse. Like my apartment complex, right? Just decided to close the locker rooms for the gym. We have a sauna in there, steam room, showers, but, and they put a sign up and they said, because uh, we wanted to protect the well-being of the the t- you know the tenants and blah 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 we've decided for further notice we shut it down well that's bullshit because the reason they shut it down is because the temperature dropped to negative 13 here in Bozeman Montana right. and it froze all the water lines 
So the shower didn't work. The the like nothing worked. The faucets so weren't working. They used that as an uh, now the sauna doesn't need that. It's just hot rocks in a room, right. so it doesn't need it. But because they don't want to fix it and pay for it, they put that sign up. <laughs> that well, you know what? That's a lie. That's a lie because it has nothing to do with that hurts what me. is really happening. Why not just put up that the 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 pipes froze and it's too cold to even attempt to fix them. And when we get them fixed, we're opening up again. That's totally. I don't like this. Like you're trying to make yourself out to seem like you're taking care of us, Ugh, but really, all you're doing is just lying. It makes me sick to my stomach to even like think about that. That's just like, why? Why have we got to this spot? Like, I mean, we still have. We still don't have like, any. It's like an easy way out for people. It's like sending a bullshit excuse on a text for why you're not going to show up. Right. It's like no real accountability. And then they're talking about how on Facebook they're like banning people for saying somebody's fat or something God, like that we have really mistaken dude of all things i mean granted we have our own it, it, like thoughts on the gym situation because it's just like of all things you want to shut down if you want to shut down every single thing else other than the gyms i think the gyms in the library it's like let people learn and let people get fit and if you i mean Oh, it just makes me so sad. Like hearing the sauna situation for you, I've expressed to you that's the one thing that I really just completely miss. Joe talks about doing it like 20 minutes every day, and that was my, you remember that a year ago, that was what we were doing every single day at my brother's place. And it's like to take that away, it's, I mean, I don't want to sound spoiled. Yeah, I've been going four like, times a week. Right. Like I was actually agitated today, and I don't like getting worked up right. like that. I'm like, it's not a big deal. It's okay. I still got a lot of other cool shit. Right. You know, it's like I think of Francis Ngannou's tr yeah, troubles, right, and I'm like, right. what am I getting upset about? Exactly. Like, don't be a baby. Yeah. But at the same time, it's right there, and it's a bullshit reason. That's if it was taken away for a legit reason, for actual public safety, I'm like a hundred percent. I'm behind right. it. It's all good. I don't want anyone to get sick and die. If we, if we, if there was like, well, there's four cases linked to the sauna, so we got to close it. I get it. Right. But if you're just gonna lie to my face then I'm going to call you out. Like, I don't like that shit. <sighs> yeah. It doesn't seem reasonable. That's not cool with me. I don't know if it's just the time situation, but um, as far as this just dragging out, <clears throat> but it's like, and this sounds selfish again, but it's, I, I don't know. I, and I, I don't want to step on toes, but it's just like, I think that this thing has taken its course and we've done what we could do. And if, if anything, we've learned that if you want to stay home and, and you're scared about it, then you should stay home and figure out a new way. But if you want to go out and live your life like we have been for centuries or whatever, it's like decades, it's like we should be entitled to the option to make our own decisions. It's just like, I, it's amazing to me. That yeah, right, within reason. Right. We're not saying, hey, we want to go out and rave with 900 right. other people. I think even the people that want the freedoms back aren't going to be necessarily incredibly careless no. about it like there, there are precautions that yeah. make sense and are mostly cool to follow like right. i'm down i wash my hands a lot more than i ever same, used to do same. like i think about that stuff so i'm like that... i'm pretty happy wearing a mask yeah. i'm like yeah whatever i'll wear dude, it dude the thought the, the mask thing is uh has run its course for me too i'm sorry but the fact that we have outdoor dining and we have all those things outside and it's like if you sit down you can take off your mask we have high top tables, so you're literally bending your your knees like at a, like a twenty degree point, and you're like, what? Is, there's no science. There's no nothing. I, I 
I don't know, man. It, it just, and, and, and being on my side, I, I'm bartending inside of a restaurant, and then I have people that are coming in to use the bathroom, and half of them are drunk, so it's like they forget their mask, and it's like I'm barking at them from across the bar to put their mask on, but it's like you've already came in the place. You've already breathed. It's like what's <laughs> – it's just like a peace of mind thing. Is that what we're doing now? Like is, it, is that all it is, a placebo peace of mind? Like, oh, you got to wear your mask. It's like – what, what, you just didn't have your mask on three minutes ago, and you you coughed. So what's the difference between you putting your mask on now? It just seems like if we don't figure out what it is, it's going to be this forever, right? And I'm like, I don't, I don't think it has to be, right? It should be. I don't. It, I just, I can't figure it out. I wanna, I wanna lean on the sympathy, safety side. I really do, but they've just taken it too far, to a completely new level. It's like I don't know what you. Yeah, to where it's like, listen, I still support the idea of it, but you're right. going too far right. with this. This is nonsense. It can't be an excuse for everything. And if you want to wear a space suit, to, then you think it'll keep you safe. Go ahead. I just like it's any other thing. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Like you can do anything you want. And that's that comes back to the whole notion of I don't clear shit. Like I don't expect people. I mean, it's my mo and my thing that I say all the time when I'm faded or not. But it's like I don't clear shit through you. That said, I don't expect you to clear shit through me either. Do whatever you want. Like, literally, go... I literally don't care what you do as long as you're not hurting another yeah, I'm person. Yeah, I'm not going to shout at somebody full wearing a mask. Right. I won't be like, hey, nerd, take your mask. Not at like, all. No like, way. Do anything if you, you want to be safe. <laughs> and it, and sometimes you'll talk to people, too, and they're like, they're like back up a little bit. Right. And make sure they have their mask sure. on and keep separate. Hey, all good. Yeah. If you feel more comfortable doing that, I'm... Super I got happy no problem with, with and that. The, and usually I oblige. I do the same. same. I'm like, oh, don't worry. I'll keep my mask on I, if you don't I feel couldn't agree more. Like, I'll, I'll play to the crowd, but I'm not going to like, don't tell me what to do. I'm not telling you what to do. Don't tell me what to do. I don't know. What... <laughs> well, don't don't tell me I have to be home at 10 o'clock. Right. Like, when did I start? Like, that is absurd. I don't remember like hiring new parents at some point to tell me like what chaperone shit I should be doing. I pay my own bills. You don't pay my bills. I feed myself. You don't feed me. I don't clear shit through you. So, like, when did the the, the line in the sand decide, oh, now i got to start asking my curfew? It's like, not a chance, bud. I, I think it's it seems like it feeds into certain insecurities, too. 100%. You know? and, and that's another thing that Michael and Joe were talking about. They were, they were, like, talking about plastic surgery, right? Like, how men will get certain <laughs> types of plastic surgery and women do. And, like, if you think about it, like, some are acceptable. Yeah. Like, you don't really judge someone too hard for getting, like, if a woman gets their boobs done, especially in LA, it's common. 100%. It's like, I guess there's a bit of judgment, like, oh, okay, you're a bit insecure or whatever. But I mean, it's it's more normal. But then you see those guys, and we used to see them in, around Santa Monica that are like older. They've clearly had a lot of work done. Right. They barely look like a human anymore. Forehead. You're like, dude. <laughs> Forehead doesn't have any. What, right? Yeah. There's like weird shine going on. It's just like trying to keep it's up. It's like they're a little bit. That's always what it is. Right, yeah. Like, what are you trying but to... But I mean, but what is what is the acceptable... You know, I mean, if somebody has, like, a, a physical, um, like, a disability, you know, mm-hmm. or, like a, like, a burn victim, like, they should definitely be able Without to have doubt, surgery to fix themselves, 100%. you know, or injuries, like, 100%. Yeah. So, in a way, I guess there's, like, positives that come from these, like, really vain approaches mm-hmm. because it makes the market big. There's a lot of money in it. Right. There's a lot of research. The surgeons practice all the time. So when it comes to like helping a child that got, you know, fucked up in a car crash or whatever, they, th- those those 
applications and science can be applied to that to fix them. That all makes sense. So in a way, it's like I, I'm kind of supportive of it either way. And again, it comes to freedom, right? right. Like you said, like, hey, I'm not going to do it. But if you want to change whatever go you ahead. want yourself. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't have a problem. By all means. I mean, if you look like a lizard afterwards, like I might talk some shit behind your back, but or probably to your, I'm not going to make you feel bad. Or probably your face if you're my friend, but yeah, that's this is how it works out. Go moving forward, always moving forward. And I think you hit the nail on the head again. It just reverts back. If you want to and it makes you feel good, I might have my own perception on it, but I don't have to like put you down because of it. But I'm allowed. I'm entitled yeah. to my opinion, just as you are to yours. It's like do whatever you want, dude. I I knew. I knew a kid in high school that had like the biggest ears of any human I'd ever seen. <laughs> like, he just pointed out weird, and he got them like tucked back. Right. And he was like really handsome after that, and just right. looked normal. Right. I'm like, well, fuck yeah, good for you, bro. I mean, like, I, why the fuck not? I don't want to be vain. I'm sure we all have those. I mean, not to no homo, but you look a lot better losing those thirty pounds. Like I sent that picture that you gave me to my, to our buddy Sam, and he was like, wow. And I, he just sent me that today. I was gonna let you know that, but. I mean, I have like if I could. Yeah, I was getting a bit fat. I always think if I could get I my to sort that out. if I could get my teeth fixed, I I, I don't know where that I, they're not like ruined, but it's like I wish that they were a lot straighter and a lot just nicer. It's like I we all have this certain like vanity things where it's like I wish we had this that and the other, but I mean at the end of the day, I'm, I think some of it's okay. Yeah, I think to I mean it's. It, it's normalized too. Like nobody really thinks about teeth as like a vanity thing. Like right. people get that shit fixed that's what, because so many people do. That's what I was gonna say. I could relate to those ear situation. It's like <clears throat> that, that. I mean, if it makes you feel better. It gives you a little bit more self confidence than okay. If it's not something you can control, as far as like diet, exercise, getting out in the sun, the stuff we always hit on. It's like just don't be lazy. Like just try. <laughs> yeah me, I, I mean there's stuff you well i mean yeah if you're getting like pec implants right like just do lift weights right unless you've got like a weird genetic thing going on where go. you just don't even have a pec right. i get it right. but i mean there's 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 always people that take it too far and that's what you got to be yeah kind of careful about for sure <laughs> oh they kind of ended up with a little bit of political so well i guess it was all political but like they were talking about who the fuck could be president Right. And then, of course, the rock comes up again. What do you actually think of a rock presidency? I don't think he's intelligent enough to make like political policy and stuff. I mean, I I think he's well spoken. I think he, in, in in theory, it sounds good to have a, a big, buff, smart, handsome, happy, motivated guy as the guy. I don't know. Every time I see Elon, or I don't know, the last two guests that he's had, that Mark guy, the astronaut guy. And Elon, I'm just like, why don't we make one of these guys president? Because it seems like they're always like, hey, <laughs> right? What, Mark, Mark would be dope. What makes the most sense? Sure. Always, it always comes down to the narrative. What makes the most sense without all the other lobbying bullshit? Like, what makes the most sense is if that's always on the forefront, you can't lose. I don't think. Obviously, everybody has their own. Uh-huh. Obviously, yeah. everybody has their own interest, and, and you're gonna lean one way or another. But like, if you're being a, a well thought out mind with some foresight. Like what makes the most sense? That theory never. Well, that never was loses. kind of Michael's breakdown of it. I mean, he wasn't super impressed with the idea of the rock doing it. I think Joe's more behind that. Right. Michael probably had a bit more of a balanced opinion on on that. But I mean, just the rock's social media uh, reach right. would probably be enough for him to to gain some momentum. Yeah. And and who knows? Half the time, I'm like, how smart does the president even need to be? I mean, if anything, if like, the past four years have shown us anything, 
You know what I mean? <laughs> I guess any a lot of people could give it a shot for sure. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to talk about um, coming up, guys. Uh, people have been reaching out and wanting to kind of engage more with the podcast and you know, kind of expand the conversation with Rogan. Um, basically, we're working on this um, streaming tool that it's probably a few weeks out, but we're doing our best, but just a bit of a heads up. And it's something that basically what we'll do is we have these sorts of conversations, but just for anyone that logs in to that streaming service. And uh, you'll be able to talk to us like we're talking to each other and expand on the week's podcast and kind of put your own... um, you know, two cents. In. Yeah, I'm excited. And uh, it's cool to get the feedback, and it's cool to hear other points of view. I mean, I only get to hear Garrett, so you know, it gets annoying. But <laughs> that's not saying much. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited for the platform. But, I'm excited to engage with some guys with a lot of the people out there. That'll be yeah. Great. So stay tuned for that. We'll be talking about that more in the next few weeks and uh, see what we can do with it. It's a lot of work on that end, but I think it's important for for people that spend the time to listen. And we appreciate you guys, and we want to hear back from you. So. Thank you, as always. Again, um, you can email us at uh, the Joe Rogan Experience Review at Gmail. You can get us on our Instagram, the same thing, uh, Joe, Joe Rogan Experience Review or JRE Review. I can't remember which one, sorry. The link's all in the description. But uh, as always, thank you, Garrett, and uh, stay tuned for next week, fellas. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your love. You'll be great today.